You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to another great edition of Pop Culture Fanatics. This is episode number five. Today, we're going to have Jay Rance from Combat Academia, and of course, Jacob with us as always, because we are the Fanatics. And we're going to deep dive into a lot of subjects, including Loki, the games that we're playing right now on consoles, and of course, what shows we're watching as well, too. So stay tuned and get ready. Thanks a lot, guys. Good to have everyone back talking about all things in the world of pop culture. Um, Let's get things, you know, started. Let's kick things off right now. This is a subject where we, all three of us, absolutely love. And sometimes we all get very finicky on the subject. But what's everybody been playing when it comes to games lately? I'm going to start off with Jay Rance over here because I know he's deep dived into something in particular lately. Oh, Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was, <laughs> uh, so I was in a gaming funk and I just sat here and started looking through my library, through my cloud, and I was like, let me see what sticks out to me. And then just randomly Conan Exile stuck out to me. So I'm like, let me try this. So I checked the story, I checked it, you know, like the little uh, PlayStation Live videos and stuff like that. And then I saw some dude fighting skeletons in a catacomb. So I was like, I'm all for this. And I, I didn't know nothing about this game at all. I just like dove into it blindly. Then I just find out it's a survival game. So you basically start off in the Ooh. wasteland naked, like straight naked on a cross, crucified. Conan saves you. And then, you know, you got to start like getting grubs from trees and gr- <laughs> <laughs> little, little insects picked up branches, everything. And like literally everything is just, you have to craft everything. And then since I'm new to survival games, like, I mean, I wouldn't even consider Minecraft a survival game, but, you know, like, that's the most that I've played sandbox survival, quote-unquote. Yeah. But yeah. It, 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 it just took me for a while. It's been taking me for a while, right, because I'm still playing it. Hmm. I can't I can't even freaking say how many times I've died, because if it's not an exile barbarian, it's a freaking gator that ran up on me. <laughs> it's like, it, it took my leg, you know, that... Well, you're over here. It, it's very treacherous. It's, it, it's great. I told Val to jump on it, but like, I know he he he, he likes a certain type of game. But like, it's pretty cool. If you guys haven't tried it out, or if you are thinking about it, Jake, I think you should definitely, you know, test it out. It's pretty fun. <laughs> you know, I gave it a try. I, I have it on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. It's still there. I mm-hmm. I am not a survival game enthusiast myself, and when I did deep dive into this game. 
there was a learning curve that I was having a hard mm-hmm. time with. And it wasn't really so much like the mechanics or the gameplay itself. I mean, it has your light attack, heavy attack, roll, jump, you know, all those motions that you're used to in a kind of fighter or RPG kind of game. The thing is, mm-hmm. like Jay was saying, everything, everything is crafty from your clothes to the tools you need to do to cook to your hut to your weapons to anything you like everything you you have to do plus (laughs) plus you're knee deep in a desert too to start off so you're over here dying of thirst from the start of the game right there trying to find an oasis for water you're over there already giving up you're like you know what i see nothing it is just desert i am in the sonoran (laughs) desert right now and i can do shit (laughs) i I do admit there is a learning curve that it takes probably like about a few days. I wouldn't even say hours because like it's I still to this day I get confused with the controllers because there's a lot to take in. And you know, like when you go to your knowledge section, you gotta find out what you want to craft. So you have to be specific, cycle through it. So there is a there is a learning curve. I was even gonna give up on one point because like Val said, he goes, I just felt like I was just wandering aimlessly through the desert. <laughs> <laughs> just dying with thirst. I was like, oh, yeah. I wasn't meant to make it. Fucking <laughs> fucking Cuba good in rat race just <laughs> <laughs> straight up with my undies on my head just walking around <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it is like that like if you're not used to survival games that it will take you for a ride but i think the if you stick with it is you know enjoyable and the learning curve you know you'll get used to it like and i think the the reward you know like pays off well like i know it doesn't have much storyline but you find npcs here and there and it's pretty cool i, I like it because i'm challenging myself like i said i don't know nothing about survival games so but it's pretty dope that's mm. what i've been playing i like it i like it you know i i do think that people should try to give this game like the old college go because it is a fun game and when you do get to interact with certain npcs or even some kind of enemies in the game it is fun the battling's fun the crafting is fun the, the amount of creativity you can have in this game is great you could go from making like a a gentleman if you will that's stranded to a like an epic barbarian like i did with the ponytail and everything so you know I think um, it's a very challenging game, and if there's one thing mm. that I do miss in gaming, is a game that could give you a challenge mentally. Um, I feel like mm. these days we're just presented an open world, and Baby Steps is well into it as well too. This is a challenging fucking game. Mm-hmm. It really nice. is. It, yeah, it's pretty dope. What about you guys? What have you been playing? Go for it, Jake. Um, real quick, um, I want to say I like how you watch the like PlayStation Live video to kind of get more of a like idea of what you're gonna be getting into. I thought I was the only one that did that shit because like <laughs> not all games have a trailer. If they do have a trailer, it's just like either like super cinematic or just super shitty. And mm-hmm. sometimes they just have screenshots, and the screenshots aren't even of gameplay. They're just like of of, of artwork <laughs> for the game. And I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with this, right? <laughs> So, um, uh, I've done that with, especially because I'm not opposed to indie games, but I want to know what I'm getting into, right? Even if it is free, like you're still taking up my space. So prove to me <laughs> that you can take up my space, and I'm that not going to bitch about it. You're worthy. Yeah. Of my that is space. crucial. That is very crucial. <laughs> it is though. Um, uh, I'm just saying. But um, <clears throat> so what I've been playing. Um, I, I have to say it, man. Like I've I've deep dived into Days Gone, and I am loving this fucking game. 
Like, as when I first started playing it, it took me a little bit because I'm like, it's it's a Kirkland version of The Last of Us. That's all it is. The graphics are the same. The music's the same. It's you know the the combat style is the same. It was like you know you're you're facing um, other survivors and you know creatures. So I was like, bro, this is the fucking Last of Us all the fuck over again. But it's not, you know. And 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 honestly, I think I've been. I think I spent already about a month into this game. And I've barely tackled like 25 to 30 percent of the storyline because I'm I'm literally just wandering around doing just doing nonsense. And that's the that's the thing I love about it too, because you go and get lost, and uh, the time changes throughout the day, so it'll turn from day to night. Um, it'll it'll be a sunny day, and then it'll be storming, and you can't see shit. Um, and you're riding your motorcycle through all this, and so the rain and the snow actually alter the terrain too. So you'll start, you know, you're trying to you know, uh, drive away from a mob of, of zombies and shit that are chasing you. And then the, the roads either flooded. So your bike like starts going to shit or uh, there's just, it's just wet everywhere. And you start just shifting everywhere and you end up falling. Like it's, mm. it's, it's crazy. It's badass. Um, there's also moments where you'll just be riding, you know, doing your thing. And <laughs> the other survivors set up traps and shit. Like, I don't know how many times I've run into a rope in the, in, in the road, just tied from tree <laughs> to tree. And my fucking just clothesline my ass. And there goes my bike. And I'm over there rolling in the ground, trying to get up and fight back, right? It's just shit like that that's really cool. And it's unique. Um, the storyline for the main character, for the most part, I'm still getting acclimated to him because it's unlike any character I've ever played. It's just weird, man, because he's like a biker, but he's also just really kind of dorky. It's just this <laughs> weird combination, man. And and like, I don't know how I feel about him. I mean, he's cool. I'm getting, like I said, uh, as I'm getting deeper into the actual story, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of invested in here. And there's like this mystery throughout the game that kind of keeps you in. But I think the selling point for this game are the fucking hordes and all the little side missions that you do. Yesterday, <laughs> I <laughs> it was the coolest thing, right? So I've actually been in moments where I'm just kind of fucking around. I'm in, in this abandoned building and I'm walking and then suddenly like I'm hearing like kind of like the music and I'm like, oh, they're close. Because like anytime there's something close, especially hordes, like the music starts changing. So I'm hearing it. I'm like, oh man, something, something's around. And I turn and the camera angle finally changes. And there's just this giant horde walking in front of the building. Just like, you know, and I'm like frozen. Like if I'm actually there, I like freeze. I'm like, oh shit. Even me, like I didn't even scream. I was just like, oh shit. Right? <laughs> like, like they could fucking hear me, right? And so I had to hide and wait for this fucking horde to pass by. Um, but yesterday, I was in this new location and this map is ginormous. Like, I mean, it, that's why it's taking me so long to play this game because I'm just bullshitting half the time. This map is ginormous. And I find this other horde and I'm like, oh man, I can take them out easy, right? I, you know, I kind of just got a glimpse. I was like, I got this. So I throw in a bomb and it attracts them then it blows up and suddenly this is the biggest fucking horde just starts chasing me. <laughs> and 
I'm trying, I'm like setting up these traps as I'm, and, I, and I swear, man, I'm like just going ham. I'm throwing my molotovs, I'm throwing my, my, my grenades and my pipe bombs. It ain't doing shit to this fucking group, bro. Especially because once they start chasing you, they just spread out. So you think like, oh, if I get them in a line, nope, they're just spread out. And these motherfuckers mm. chase me for about 30 minutes. Like I thought <laughs> I finally, I because th- usually they, they stop after a bit. No. These dudes just kept coming. So like your my stamina bar is like getting low and I'm like, all right, <sighs> you know, I, I stop and I'm letting them breathe and letting the stamina bar come up. And then the music starts getting loud again. And I turn around and right over the hill are these motherfuckers just coming. I'm like, bro, this is the farthest this horde has ever chased me. Like I literally went from one end of the map to the other and these guys just kept coming. It was, it was intense. <laughs> I used up all my stamina pills that like keeps you like, I, I used a lot of resources to the point where I had to reload a safe point because I was like, no, I'm not letting that happen. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I got a, but, I got a two part question for you here. Yeah. First part. Do you feel that me with all the hype on the last of us two, do you feel like it kind of set like a blockade or maybe just stunt the growth that of, of days gone what it could have been uh what it is now today do you feel like maybe the hype train kind of derailed that motion for um days gone i think so i think so for sure um if it's any group that's gonna save this game and make it more popular and get it to um the level that it needs to be it's gonna be the pc gamers especially because it just released on pc and with the setup that these dudes have this this game's gonna run beautifully on on a pc because you know you got you know you got your beautiful screens you know you got your seamless loading right um but i think the the last of us 2 did kind of cock block this game a bit but i mean you know it's 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 the same it's the same genre it's it's the same type of game the the things that make it unique I, i don't think they advertise it enough like the other day, I got killed by a fucking bear, a, an infected bear at that. Like, cause there's regular hmm. bears, but when they start eating the dead, like they actually get infected. And this fucking bear stopped, like kept chasing me too. And it got to the point where like, I turned around suddenly it was like, ah, bear in my face, I'm dead. So I was like, <laughs> oh, well shit, <laughs> right? Um, and yeah, there's like other little features in here, but again, like you don't know it until you play it. And um, I think people again, probably see it as I did. It was just another fucking Last of Us ripoff. So um, another the other part of the question is: Do you feel with the creators that came out to uh, came out and said, um, "Hey, if you guys like this game so much, or if you want to see a sequel, then buy it full price." And a lot of these people, you know, to their credit, they found this game like myself, you know, on the PlayStation Network, you know, for either a deal or even for yeah. free for PS Plus yeah. or whatnot. So you know, it's all the, the only reason this- why I got it discovering this game like yourself right now do you feel kind of like i don't know like smacked in the face when a creator of a game says that i mean i understand what the creators are saying but that does kind of seem like a slap in the face not necessarily because i I, i'm gonna see it from especially because i haven't got to the end so you gotta i have to see what you're gonna give me at the end first if it's like a if, if i feel like i wasted my time at the end of the game then i'm gonna be like yeah no fuck you fuck your 60 dollars <laughs> free playstation all day like i'm fine um, but so far i i i have i have to i see where they're standing right i mean 
if if people like many people like me waited until it was free or until it was lower price, like what money did they make off of that? So, um, and you know, I feel like the gaming community, especially with a lot of um, different, a lot of different uh, production companies out there that are coming up. You know, uh, there's a lot of people who are independently you know making their own games and they're getting funded by like gofundmes and shit you know mm. um there's a lot of people that are finding ways to make this money right so i i feel like it's getting a little more competitive and then you have other you know uh like microsoft's big investment into what was it right so like i i think it's competitive enough to where that kind of statement stands uh, if, if you're gonna want more of this content, if you're gonna want a sequel or just something similar to this, you have to buy the product. You have to fund it. Otherwise, right? You're uh, at the end of the day, I mean, like, how, I, I, I don't, I don't see how they get their funding otherwise. Okay, Jay, how do you feel about that subject matter? I mean, I, I agree. You know, if you like it and you enjoy it, why not support it? Like Jake says, you know, if you want more of it, support it. I've always been that type of person that I mean I don't mind paying and if I enjoy it and if I love the hell out of it I'm gonna pay for it you know my, my thing is just I, I get how you know the developers and people like this and producers of these games I just don't like their attitude sometimes how they come at gamers you get what I'm saying because I understand what you're doing you're putting your blood sweat and tears and your livelihood this is your livelihood this is like you know how let's say mobile gaming you know there's free to play people complain like oh I'm not gonna put money in free to play but that's how they make their game their money you know that's how they keep up the maintenance of the servers so but it's just the way they come out just rubs me a little bit wrong but I agree with Jake a thousand percent if you like it and you want more of it bro support it honestly yeah I can see yeah. that right there Go ahead, Jake. I, especially because, like, it, well, I mean, as far as I know, I haven't seen, like, a lot of DLC content for this game. So, and, and, and that's a game that I'll support. The less DLC shit that you have, like, unless, like, if you're forcing me to EA Sports this shit, then no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know? Like, no, fuck you Aww. and your money. <laughs> like, no, same thing. Like, 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 see, but at the same time, I also hate gamers. Like, that, that Star Wars game that was free for fucking um, PlayStation Network. Like, yeah, I got it, and it was fun. But at the same time, like, these are people who spent like god knows how much just to make a uh you know their own kylo ren it's just like i i can't even enjoy myself because this asshole is just like you know as soon as i spawn it's like oh you know banish me to the shadow room you know like um so like i again sometimes some 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 gamers can just fuck off so <laughs> I, like, I mean this, i'm in this weird medium you know where yes I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> no, it's all right. No, but I feel you though. Like when I pick this game up, it, uh, and I'm probably at fault at this as well too. And maybe I need to revisit it. But um, I picked this up after the heels of beating Last of Us too. So I needed that fix still of a zombie game or like a survival horror game to kind of fill that piece of my heart that was missing from Last of Us. And when I picked this up, you would think, okay, put two and two together, zombies, horror, surviving out there in the wilderness, you'll kind of get that fix. And I felt like I didn't. I felt like the game was a little slow and a tad bit boring for me at first. And mm. I really feel like I need to revisit it with a fresh pair of eyes without mm. having The Last of Us hanging or looming around my shoulders and see mm. if I can enjoy it without that. Because when I went into it, I was like, this is not what I want. 
like this is not the story I want. This is not the mechanics I want. This is I don't fucking care about being basically a Daryl video game on a motorcycle going back and forth <laughs> for gas. Like that's what I took it as at first, but maybe I need to revisit it. I think you do. I think you do. Like I said, um, it's because while I can go and have fun all day, like it did get to the point where I was like, okay, like I'm literally doing nothing now. I feel like, and I also like looted all this shit. So there's nothing more to loot. So, and I'm barely 20% into the game. So I'm probably just f- shooting myself in the foot now. Right? When I'm really going to need the shit, it's all gone. Right. So, but the, the, the story has this mystery and that's what I like about it. Like once you get past him and his, and his, and his BFF, right. <laughs> Once you get past that, like there's just this mystery. I don't want to go too much into detail about it, but it, it, it gets you curious, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And then I was I was waiting for them to do this, and it took fucking forever. But they actually start introducing new monsters to you too. So once those start coming in, it makes shit a lot scarier, and it makes shit a lot more difficult. But I'm also pissed off because the story that I was working on and I was trying to come up with very unique creatures, I cannot lie to you, are in this fucking game. So part of me is like, fuck you and your writing. Like, no, Mm. like these were my ideas, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, creature designs that I had for a story to make it unique and stand out, Last of Us was like, oh yeah, no, I mean, Days Gone was like, we already did this. So yeah, I was kind of pissed off about that, but you know, it is what it is. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad you got that off your chest, Jake. <laughs> oh. Um, for me myself, I, I only dabbled into like two things. I mean, I mean, I've been dabbling here and there with different games to see what I could switch these days. Um, hmm. But I really gave um, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance a chance after all the hate, after all the craziness that everyone was saying, whether it was glitches, load times poor settings everything that you could imagine about this game that they were trying to like belittle they did and i took it upon myself to really give it the try and amazingly enough i had the time of my life playing this game now yes as a person who bought the the essential kit for dungeons and dragons and wanted to deep dive into the series like the tabletop series yeah maybe you know of course you want to create your character you want to make a dark elf you want to go ahead and make a gnome or whatnot you want to go ahead and have your own fellowship of the rings adventure right i mean that's uh, uh, let's be realistic when we play these fantasy games we're all thinking about lord of the rings in our heads so when i got into this game of course the lack of character development or creation was there you have pre-made characters that are from the DD uh, mythos as well too so if you can get around that right there and just deep dive into the game you'll love the characters they have rich stories um great classes uh great skill trees and it's a fun game for fantasy ga- uh gamers uh, fantasy fans as well too you have goblins that talk shit to you like in the hobbit you know you if you're a fan of the anime goblin slayer you're all in it right there um there's family feuds there's racism in a way when it comes in this game like the amount of um beings that hate dwarves and elves in this game is it's hilarious um the fighting mechanics are fun the magic wielding is fun you have a dwarf class a barbarian class your archer ranger and of course your thief class and they all have special skills it is cooperative play online as well too not couch co-op but they said maybe they'll be open to do that if the game sells well uh for that kind of update but at the end of the day it's a fun fucking game beautiful game too for the people that 
bash this game for the graphics alone, they must be smoking woos. Because at the end of the day, like this game from the from the mountains, from the snow caps, to little things like like uh, snow melting, turning into water in front of your eyes, like little details like that, you really don't see in games. Now, do I need it? Possibly not. But is it nice to look at while you're either loading or or you're going into another um, realm or whatnot? Definitely, it's cool. I love the aesthetics, the weapon, the 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 um the different kind of items you can acquire, weapons you can acquire, the looting, the grinding. It's all fun and different um, skill types as well too, where you can go into this as the greenest player in the world or the most experienced player in the world and still have fun. So I don't believe the hate that IGN gave this game. I don't believe the hate that the fans are giving this game. Yes, the load times are pretty bad. And yes, at times the graphics could get janky for a couple of graphics. I'm not talking about Cyberpunk bad. I, I love you. Jay. I love you, Jay. Yeah, why yeah. Anybody got to bring up Cyberpunk? <laughs> but like, you know, it has like little you know hiccups here and there. But at the end of the day, it's a fun fucking game. If anybody has a chance to play it or get their hands on it, um, go for it. Am I gonna tell you to buy the sixty dollars? That's up to you guys. I'm not gonna let anybody say go go buy this now. But if you find it for a decent price, or if you have Xbox and it's on Game Pass, fucking download it. Go for it because it's a fun game. So wait, you got this one on Game Pass, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would Correct. you have purchased it? Yes. 100%. We were talking about this before the game was coming out, that this was a possible cop for everyone as like a co-op game to play with. It had all the mechanics as well, too. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, since I had her Game Pass, I'm going to be a little stingy and download it there instead of spend the $60. But had I not gotten it for Game Pass, I would gladly pay $60. And you know what? If I paid that $60, I wouldn't complain. I wouldn't be like, take my money back. This is a fun game. Hmm. <laughs> I, interesting. No, because uh, I, um, I played D and D tabletop like once, and I had a blast. And I've actually noticed the resurgence of D and D in general, and you know mm-hmm. that kind of lore and that kind of you know it's it, it's like a lot of people are playing it now. Um, I, I don't I, I like I I. I, I never would have thought like i would have you know approached it you know from a video game kind of stance and like now i'm kind of curious uh because i think the last type of game like that that i did play was probably that um online final fantasy that they had before okay. 14. yeah do you know what i'm mm-hmm. talking about for like ps2 um between that and the lord of the rings game or probably like the closest i got to that so like uh, I'm, I'm really curious now i i, I mean, think go ahead go go, go ahead, jay because I want no, to no, no. on it. I mean, the game looks phenomenal because, like you said, you know, off the podcast, we were just actually thinking about just buying it and just going to town co op. Um, one thing that I got a little bit disappointed was that you just can't customize your character because, you know, me, I was just going to make like a, a dark wizard and just throw magic all over the place. But that was oh, kind of one. <laughs> nah, like that was one kind of drawback. But then, like, talking to Val. Uh, he made a good point. He goes, maybe sometimes I just don't need over-the-top customization. Maybe I need something pre-made already, you know? So then, like, I started looking at the characters, and I started appreciating some of them. And then when he told me that, you know, I'm not into the D&D lore, or I've never played anything D&D, but then when he told me that they're, like, heroes, 
from their races and stuff like that i was like okay that's pretty freaking cool you know now you get to play with these iconic characters so i was all for it and then like i was watching some stream on um, twitch and playstation live like i do f with that heavy um and it looks phenomenal i was like why is this getting bashed like from what i saw it looked great and i can't wait to try it out yeah man like um that point hits home to the most where yeah i think as a person who loves customization has that god complex in games you know you sit there for at least 20 minutes trying to only in games yeah, so no, 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 no. In You're life. Right. In life. In life. I'm Lord and Savior. <laughs> um, you, you sit there for about 20 minutes trying to cultivate the perfect kind of character in your head. And then you get into the game, and it's not even the character that was inside your head. To so now you feel like you have to redo the character, or you're not even satisfied playing the game. You're like, whatever. So you go back to do another 20 minute creation. And I feel like I you skip that and you have a good you have a character made for you the story fuck it go into it you know what i will give you that i will give you that because um that customizing the character especially if you're very meticulous as some people are me um, all of us you you eat time like a motherfucker just trying to do that and then by time and then you you still have to go through the, the, the through the tutorial and shit, and you're like, you know what, fuck it, I'll just. <laughs> Dude, that was that's that's me like on a basis every time. Like like I was telling Val, I was like, I'm the type where that happened with me with Cyberpunk. Actually, now that we uh, Val brought it up, that was me with Cyberpunk. I made like three to four characters because I was sitting here. I'd be like, no, but I like hair A, but then I would cycle through the hair B, but I like hair B too, but what about D? It looks epic. So then when you just like load everything up, you're like, and then you hit that third person view when you look at your character, like, ah, let me see if it looks, <laughs> you know, we all have done that. Like, let me see if it looks grand. And you're like, nah, nah, not really. <laughs> and then you just hit there, you scrap it and start all over. So when I heard that, this was just pre-made. I think that's one thing that we miss in game, actually, since you brought it up. I think we just miss the simplicity of pre-made characters already from developers with good story, with good development and everything like that. And just have us jump into the game and start the fun, you know? So I, I agree with Jake as well. You, you spent like damn near half an hour customizing the character. I mean, I, I like the mystery. If you're not even a, a Dungeons and Dragons fan, just knowing that you can research these characters from D&D lore, and hell, if that even gets your nads going to actually play the tabletop game, you know, that's great cross promotion right there in my eyes. I just think that people may look at D&D as a passe game and they're like, oh, look, they're trying to infiltrate the consoles again. And I think just people made up their minds going into this game. It's not their cup of tea, but it's a fun game. Like if you're a fan of Dragon Age Origins, Skyrim, Lord of the Rings, things of that nature, you will have the best time playing this game. I, I could never get into the Skyrim uh, thing. I, I, it just never it just never got me. I don't know what it was. Too much of an mm -hmm. open world, probably. That's what it was. That was another game where I spent like half an hour creating my freaking character, and I was like, man. Then I go, it's, I start offing people because I'm playing like a goon. That's on me. I'm playing like a goon. But, I'm, oh, dude, there's so I'm much thinking, freedom. That's why. There's so that, much room for activity. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking I'm almighty walking with healing spell in my left hand, ice in my right hand, and then, you know, 
I got bounties on me and these bounty hunters. I was like, I'm going to take y'all on. Let's go. <laughs> then I got like five bounties from raising the dead. And I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> it is that type of game, unfortunately, where you can just get out the the training montage and it's like, well, I'm fucking things up today. Like, you should go to the village and talk to my brother. We'll help you out. Like, nope. I'm going to kill this maiden for no goddamn reason. And then take your dress. <laughs> that's, that's Skyrim in a nutshell, unfortunately. But, you know, it, it's it's a game that has a lot of freedom. This game, yeah, has some on-the-rails things when it comes to character customization and, and, and moves and skill trees and whatnot. But simplicity sometimes is the best. And hell, um, I, I, I can tell you this. I geeked the hell out since I got that essential kit that, from the tabletop. Still haven't played yet. Um, the whole cover is this ice dragon that's on the cover of that. That fucker comes in like the first five minutes of the game wreaking havoc and I just was like a little kid like oh that was in the box and you're you and I'm like oh yeah it's like reading the Avengers book and knowing like oh there's Cap there's Iron Man there's Ant-Man uh, fuck Hawkeye um you know like... wait wait wait, wait. This, this is new to me you don't like Hawkeye no I love me I, I, love, oh. I, love, I love me some Flint I love me some Flint <laughs> I was like wait a minute it's like what's going on here people shit on him a lot <laughs> But you know what? Uh, that kind of uh, leads me to the next segment over here since we're bringing up Marvel stuff. I know Jake has dabbled in the world of Disney+. Plus, So let's talk about what we've been watching lately. Jake, do you want to like lead that off? Yeah, actually. So two things that I've been watching. Um, so the first thing I've been watching is actually on Netflix. Uh, I, I, I don't know why I've fallen in love with this show, but I have. I've been watching this Japanese uh, show called Shinya Shokudo. Uh, and what it is, it's it's Midnight Diner. Um, uh, I think you'll find it on Netflix as Midnight Diner, but uh, the Japanese title is Shinya Shokuro. Um, but what it is, it's it's. He just wants to the... show off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that sexy Japanese guy listening to us right now. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, shit. Because yeah, y'all remember where we're going. You were like, hold up, hold up. Yes. So, it's the cheesiest fucking show, man. It, it, it really is. But what I love about it is there's like a type of simplicity to it. A majority of it takes place like in that little izakaya. Um, and each episode kind of focuses on a different story but like the story kind of is in sync with the dish that they're serving for that day right so uh it'll be like somebody's like favorite dish that they used to eat as a kid and it kind of ties into their life story and why they love it and stuff like that um but some of this shit is fucking sad like i mean sad we're like i'm bawling half the time in this fucking show like yesterday it was about this guy pretty much abandoning his son while he goes off and gambles and like <laughs> Damn. He, like, yeah. he like hires this dancer uh you know i i think she was a stripper i don't remember but like he hires her just to watch him and like she's feeding him like yogurt and shit. And she's trying to talk to them, and and like he, she's realizing like this kid's just not talking. And he gives her dice that he took from one of his games, and she realizes like, bro, this is literally all he knows. And like she 
I hugged him in the most awkward fucking way. But like, it, I just started bawling because I was like, oh my God, <laughs> right? But what I love though, is there's a lot of reoccurring characters. So a lot of times you'll see a character from like, you know, season one, episode three, and then they come back in like later in season two, you're like, oh shit, right? And it kind of updates you and you know what they're doing. And then there's just frequent visitors and the little Izakaya and like each one has like their different personality. And I love that because it's like almost kind of like watching a play a little bit, but I don't know, I've kind of gotten like so in use to like the characters, like almost to where I expect like their little quips or, you know, whatever. And mm. I don't know, it's cute. It's really fun. It's cute. It, it, it kills time. And um, yeah, it's just fun to watch. But go ahead. Do you have a yeah. question? Actually, um, I just want to kind of like, um, you know, put a caveat on that too, because I feel that in the last, I want to say five years, um, the Asian horror scene has been growing, in my opinion. Like, I don't know if it's always been so prevalent, but I, I think the last five years with Train of Busan, the whole series of that together, whether it's the prequel anime and then the sequel as well, too. Um, mm. uh, there's mm. this awesome, awesome show that I have yet to watch on HBO Max called Folklore, which dives into all the, the horror folk- folklore from Asia, whether it's Indonesia, Korea, Japan, or whatnot. That looks super oh. fucking interesting as well, too. Um, so everything, even the doll series, that's like an Indonesian Annabelle series as well, too. Uh, I mm. feel that that the culture is catching up right now in a way where where people are just not looking at it as, oh, this is Asian horror. No, they're looking at this as horror movies now. And I want to go into it with an open mind, with a fresh perspective and just have fun with it. I, I, you know what? I give that to anime. I think anime opened the door for a lot of kids that grew up into adults to look for different things in society and culture mm-hmm. and give it a chance. Yeah, for sure. Um, two, two, two animes, I don't, they're not necessarily animes, but you know, they're, they, they fall into that um, category. Um, but two that fucked me up um, was uh, Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind, I think it was. Um, I think that, that was the one with like the giant bugs that like take over Earth and shit. Like, I see so, that but one, yeah, it just, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has this like just, just hardcore dystopian feel to it, and like it kind of scared me. You know what I mean? Because like just just the music and like the the atmosphere throughout that whole anime just like made me feel uneasy the whole time, just with that dystopian feel and Akira. Akira fucked me up. I, I I don't know why, but I I still have not finished Akira because it's just it's just super hardcore dystopian. Like it's not necessarily horror, but it made me feel uneasy. You know what I mean? It's not like that stupid bullshit fruits baskets like everybody's in love kind of orgy anime. No, <laughs> like nobody actually watches that. But the fucking you know sad lonely person I'll in the corner that. of the room. No, <laughs> uh, I actually know a lot of people that watch fruits baskets. No, that's that's no, nobody watches that. <laughs> you don't watch that. It's it's that's unnecessary. But um uh uh there's there's a i think it's called parasite it's it's uh, oh, yes. uh horror anime i heard is also like super intense attack on titan i still can't get past the first episode because it just leaves me just like in horror i'm like god damn like yeah, she really ate it. that motherfucker yeah <laughs> um <laughs> shut up I, I, people say it's good but 
um, it's there, you know, there's there's a variety, there's options, but kind of speaking on the whole Asian horror thing, like Netflix has been blowing me up with like, ooh, check this out, check this out. And they're like all weird Asian horror, like a whole bunch of zombie shit too. Um, but I'm, I'm down to check them out. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jose? Did, did, did you have any caveats for Asian horror in general? No, I mean, I'm not too big into the horror lore of Asian, so I mean, I just know briefly, so oh, I'll stay in Specifically my... Asian. <laughs> well, you know. Specifically like... Asian. <laughs> God damn. That's the best thing ever. <laughs> I'll stay in my lane with that lore, because I don't know much of that lore. But um, the show that Jake is watching sounds pretty phenomenal, though. I won't lie. Like, I looked it up, and it sounds pretty interesting. That's cool, Jake. What was the second one you had? Loki. Believe okay. it or not, I'm actually watching a Marvel series on Disney Plus because you know how I am about them. Like it took me forever to get into WandaVision because I was like, yeah, no, fuck this. I still haven't done um, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Like I actually just ended up having somebody tell me what happened because I had to know, did he tell the Japanese father that he killed his son? And I finally found out and I'm like, okay, I don't need to watch the show. I'm good. Like <laughs> all I needed to know. <laughs> um, but I was talking to a friend and they sold me on the story of Loki. I was like, oh, this actually sounds pretty interesting. So I dabbled into it and I actually finished today. I don't know. It's like, is the series over or is it just like the latest episode? One more episode left. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Ah, got it. Yeah, so I caught up and 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 yeah, man. <laughs> Good job. Uh, let me just say really quick, cause like I, 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 I've been wanting to talk about this, but my favorite thing about this show or one of them actually, but is the music. I think this has the best soundtrack or like the best sound compared to all the other shows. It just sets it up beautifully and like it, it just goes perfect with the show. So whoever orchestrated this music and yeah and composed it, it, it just works so beautifully and, and it's like one of my favorite features of this show. And and you'll notice that like Loki has a, a very specific kind of um tune theme yeah. or like a little atom yeah um it, 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 but and i'm saying this because like one thing that pissed me off about um avengers especially um infinity war was like anytime especially when it was um what's her name uh natalia uh whatever the fuck her name is you <laughs> you leave Natasha Romanoff alone. <laughs> <laughs> She's far it. from my favorite character, but um, any. somebody from the Avengers came on there was just that awkward Avengers tune that just that just played every single time and I'm like <sighs> why you, you notice they like, gave it to Scarlett Johansson in her movie right like that is her theme in the trailer but <laughs> with an orchestra like I knew it because I noticed I, it was actually every time she went on screen that played automatically and I'm like, bitch, like why? Like, <laughs> just go. It's like I was starting to hate it as much as musicals because it was starting to become a musical just for that. Like it, it, it was annoying, <laughs> but the music 
the music with Loki is so much different, and I love it, and it just worked. It fits. So, <laughs> um, I, I, I think we can all d- uh, dabble into Loki um, a bit. We don't have to go too crazy on spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched it yet. Uh, maybe it's just some favorite things. Uh, Jay, I know you want to like talk about Loki because I know we've been watching it from week to week. Mm, I mean, um, yeah, because we we haven't sat down and discussed it like we did as wandavision you know where we would discuss it through like the group text and stuff like that so i wanted to get your views on it all of you guys um for me it's uh it, it was very hard to get into i won't lie like i don't know if i was just holding i, I don't know if i was just holding well still to this day i hold wandavision to a higher standard I, I know they're all in their own realm and they do different things but to me just wandavision i don't know it just captivated me much more than even falcon and winter soldier and kind of loki right now let's just see how the ending goes but I was going to give up on it, like, between episode two, three. I don't know which one it was that it turns up. But I'm like, I still don't know Selvi's motive. You're not giving me nothing. You're just running around, jumping around time. You're just pruning everybody in sight. So I'm like, give me more. I need more. But one thing that they did do that captivated me from episode one was the, you know, kind of like the... um, not the X Files, but you know, there's this show that has kind of like that little it theme to it, right? It, it helps, right? Yeah, yeah, no, like for the, sure. Little intro and stuff like that, a little X File feel to it. The whole Miss Minute, Miss Mi- uh, the Minute Man, things like that, trying to keep the timeline. Everything had that old school feel. It gave me Blade Runner, Cyberpunk vibes. Yes. Everything that that is just great, phenomenal. But then, like the story kind of dragged. But then when it turned up, I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then. What I really do love about the show, like I text Val was, the you like uh, like Jake said, the music is great. I just think the visual is just a visual feast for the eyes, the colors, mm-hmm. the sceneries, the worlds, everything just pops out like that world where the you know the 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 moon was crashing into the planet when they were stuck in the apocalypse. Everything mm-hmm. was just like so. I'm like, wow, this is just beautiful. Yeah. I was like you can't watch the show during the day because you're not going to get those same visuals as you do at night when I watch it at night. I was like, but I, I think it's a great show and I, I'm really hooked on it after that episode and I want to see what's going on with the ending because it's that gives me WandaVision feels like, okay, who could it be? Could it be Kang? Could it be this? Could it be that? You know, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think um, the score is great. I feel like every show has distinct score, you know, Especially with WandaVision, this is very much a period piece, especially when she's trying to cast her spells and where she's at in that time frame and whatnot. So you get those vibes of 80s sitcoms, 90s sitcoms and whatnot. Mm. Winter Soldier and Falcon, it really does feel like like espionage, spy espionage. So you mm. get those low tones and those those quiet themes in the background uh, waiting for something to happen, the anticipation, the, the anxiety. Mm. You get that from this. And then here um, in Loki... Oh man, it, 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 you do get that space opera vibes. It is yep. very much like Twin Peaks meets Blade <clears throat> Runner meets X Files in space. Mm. That's all mm-hmm. it is right there. I love the noir, the noir backdrop mm-hmm. that it has mm-hmm. with Loki and especially with Owen Wilson. You know, I, I think, um, oh. I think oh. Owen Wilson's fantastic. I don't. I think he's not. <laughs> and here's the thing: yeah, people shit on Owen Wilson because they think he's a one note character, and some points he very much is wow yeah <laughs> that's what he would say right now if you heard that <laughs> but i feel like 
Marley even and me, the- bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> even though I feel like he's still doing his Owen Wilson stick, I feel like there's something Bro. in this character that you feel a lot of empathy for. Like, he really makes you feel like he's one of your guys, like your homies. And I think that's where it shines the most because the relationship with him and Loki is so great. That buddy Mm. cop brother dynamic works so well, especially when you get a character who is vindictive and evil as Loki. I'm glad that we're having this conversation because I can't stand Owen Wilson. I I, I don't. I, 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 I hate his fucking nose. His fucking hair. Like I'm just, I'm just personally attacking him at this point. I, I you are. You going to town on him? This is his. This is not even his acting. You, you visually hate this person. Fucking, fucking, fucking haunted house like ass. Like no. Um, but. I absolutely love him in this role. I, I I don't know if it's because he's older and he just has this vibe to him or if he just really understood this character and like you said, that like gave it his still uh, Owen shtick, but like providing us something like, he is so perfect for this role. Like he is, and I'm glad that he's in it because he is just phenomenal because I love that he kind of unfolds and 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 you know like from the beginning that there's like there's a chance for him because he's giving that chance to loki like out of everyone he's like you know like i'm here to do a job thoroughly and i'm gonna do that and 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 you root for him in a way and i i just just, like i said i when i text the group i was like bro i can't believe they fucking did that like (laughs) right like i was just Mm -hmm. like kind of pissed off but again He's just a fantastic character, and, and and I'm glad that like it's the most random. Like when he came on screen, I was like, "What the fuck!" Like it's the <laughs> most the most random character to or, or actor to come out on a Marvel show, like really. But it worked out so well. I, you know, look, 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 Oh no, just a little quick caveat. I agree with both of you guys. I think he's one of the reasons why I enjoy it. Yeah, I'll be the guy. I, I like Owen Wilson, you know. I, I, I'm a fan of his humor, his comedy and stuff like that. And I think he's also the character that just, it's kind of like the balance to everybody's hardness and hard ass and tough ass. You get what I'm saying? Because everybody's mm-hmm. either a tough ass in the TVA, then you got Loki, you know, Loki's maniacal. And he just kind of balances out and he's the good, you know, like if you guys have seen Demon Slayer, he's kind of like the Tandro to that world. And he just, mm. you know, sp- spreads his love with everybody. He connects well with everybody. So I think that's why he's such a great addition to the show, his character. Mm-hmm. You know, and just speaking about characters right there, I think it, it, it took a minute, maybe like a one or two episodes to get into the fully fleshed characters you get in this series. But from Hunter yes. B-15 and how her mm-hmm. plot is as, you know, this very well, you know, right-winged soldier. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. I go by the book, no matter what. And to see where her character kind of goes to towards the end of the series, um, Renslayer and her motivations, knowing that this is an evil bitch, knowing that you know from from the start, <laughs> you're like, "Ooh, you dirty." And to see where she's at towards the end of things and the mysteries behind things as well, too, and where her place mm-hmm. in the universe is in this in this infinite universe that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so those two characters really they push the pace in this show they, they really do they really do and I, I i uh what i'm 
really starting to love about this show is the uniqueness in it um and and the way that they drew out the story um you know it, it's it's very different from WandaVision and but in its own way I, I I it's so hard to explain but there is just a uniqueness and I'm loving every little bit of detail especially with the characters and it's not just the characters but the actors and actresses who are portraying these characters are doing a phenomenal job um with with because these are very complex situations these are very complex emotions so watching it unfold the way that it is and 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 their portrayal of it is just fucking grand it's just beautiful and can we just um, acknowledge the the weird and if it is true and definitely if she is in fact a loki uh, this the Sylvie character with Tom Hiddleston's Loki as well too. The will they won't they? It it, it it's kind of creepy because you get like that narcissist vibe mm-hmm. where I can only love myself. The so, elephant in the room. I, I, the exactly. elephant in the room. Thank you. You know, I, what I was gonna say to this is like, huh? It's so funny that he's gay because a re- or you know <laughs> he, he's queer. Let me let me rephrase. He's queer because. In the gay world, it's a recurring joke that gay men tend to date somebody who looks, acts, and is just exactly like them in every way. It's fucking scary. <laughs> um, like, I'm sorry, especially when it comes to the white gays. Like, I'm like, it, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing out truth here, but like, it, it's literally the same fucking person. It's like, oh, oh, uh, narcissism and just creepy and gross. And I'm like. Yeah, he's queer, and uh, apparently he's loving himself, and you know that makes sense. Like, yeah, the yeah. The, the gay t- stereotypes continue. <laughs> <laughs> would Would you fall in love yourself, Jake? <laughs> no, but that alligator's looking sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were um, say old man Loki. <laughs> old man Loki can catch him real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can conjure Orange me anything. Is that a classic Loki suit that he's yes, wearing? Because um, yes. I, I got the, I love that Marvel's doing that because you know that it, that took me back to um, WandaVision when they had their Halloween costumes on, and it was basically like classic, um, you know, classic uh, 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 character uniforms. Mm-hmm. You know what it is, but. Uh, it, it's nice that they're doing it, but I call bullshit on Marvel as well too, because they've conditioned the um, the fandom to accept that okay, these are how our characters are gonna look. We're not gonna go that much uh, faithful to the comic book adaptations. We're gonna give you know Flint his own Hawkeye costume to the point where they changed it in the comic books. We're gonna go ahead and you know kind of edit Natasha a tad bit, you know Tony a tad bit, Hulk a tad bit as well too, and you know for the whole, longest time I think you know fans of the comics want to see classic costumes like on the screen how i know they it know. sounds stupid i know it sounds really stupid but i think people are dying to still see a wolverine in that mm-hmm. yellow suit I'm not. instead of just a bullshit <laughs> joke instead of a bullshit joke or a hot leather fucking uh one piece on that they're wearing in x-men and whatnot <laughs> um so what I did like you expect it. yellow spandex <laughs> he should have said it just like that too. <laughs> with, with the claws out too <laughs> but I do appreciate the fact that you know Marvel is is showing some classic attires hell even that scene where we see the frog Thor he's in the classic mm. garb as well too with the wings and the cape so yeah. I love that right there but Jay how did you feel about you know, whether it's a fan 
um, uh, what you get the fan service in this in this show, and maybe the relationships has with Sylvie. I mean, I, I I'm I'm kind of weirded out, like, because it's like you said, it's very narcissistic. It's very so. I'm I'm in love with myself. I'm so self indulgent. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's just weird. And then also, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna do this, just just go balls deep, not to make it weird. You know, <laughs> yeah, like you just, just might as well. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> might as well. <laughs> Just to... <laughs> Maybe just... that's what it is, is. They can't figure out if they're going to do it or not. So that's why it's lagging. The writers exactly. are like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, the tension is there. Don't make it so awkward. Just go through with it. Um, but I think the on screen chemistry is great. Kind of like, you know, uh, Vision, uh, Bettany with um, Kat Dennings. I think we kind of getting this right now. Like, their chemistry is phenomenal. But the relationship is weird. Um, I do like the fan service that they do with dropping the suits, the costumes, with the little Easter eggs galore. That's one thing I appreciate. And the last episode was just Easter egg galore. So um, I think uh, you called bullshit, but I mean, I think, you know, they do. They, they The bullshit aspect is, like you said, when you go switch up the comments, leave, leave that intact. Don't do that, you know. But in the mm-hmm. film verse, you know mess around with it and have fun but like like you said i remember nebula they dropped a new nebula comic just and she looked just like infinity wars i'm like no don't do that you yeah. know so but <laughs> the fan service is there <laughs> um so here's my thing though it's you don't have to have love all the time there's a different <laughs> type of love and disney that, and, <laughs> yeah i mean yes you know Some, and, and somebody has an ice I'm box not saying, <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's because like there's like there's different bonds out there man like mm-hmm. it, it, like his biggest thing is his loneliness right well he he found somebody that even if it is in a sense himself where he doesn't have to be lonely anymore and this can be his home slice this is this can be somebody he journeys with and, and just a companion it doesn't have to be somebody he falls in love with and that's that's what i tire of it's like there there has like mm. well showcase other they, they, other other relationships out there I, I sorry for cutting you off i do agree with you it's also kind of like a stigma where opposite if you if you see a male and a female or whatever yes. you know oh they're automatically having some type of love interest or a sexual connection there it just can't be like you said like bro that's my home place you know we're about to travel around the world and stuff like like, that. like clint and natasha like mm-hmm. you know I, I i i don't i don't know what their lore is but like throughout the whole they, they love each other in the comics like in, in the beginning yeah. though Budapest. In the, in, in, <laughs> That's all they did in Budapest. <laughs> they were getting that Budapest guy. <laughs> well, in the movie vibes, it's just pure like homie. Yeah. Like, that's what I got from it. Yeah. I mean, I get you, but I mean, I feel like they went in a different direction with WandaVision. And although, yeah, there is some like love aspect there. I feel like it's more you about, talking about the bitch is crazy. Well, she yeah, created she, a whole world because that's she was the in thing. love that's, with this that's asshole. Love. That's love. Baby. It's love, but it's also it's also grief, and I don't think we get mm-hmm. enough shows, especially you know that are targeted right. yeah. to teenagers, because these are targeted to teenagers and young adults. We don't get enough shows that target grieving and grieving improperly. We always get a movie or a show that's like, well, this is the correct way to grieve and whatnot. You should no, be but... corrected to do this. No, sometimes you fuck up when you're grieving. You don't know what you're doing. You literally have a whole city brainwashed because you're grieving. Like, you know, 
it, it happens. And of you're course, right. if a character yeah. like this, you're able to tell those stories because she's so mentally unstable in the comic books. Do you have to give that? You have to show her her breaking point inside the show. So I could, I could see. I like that direction to be ballsy and show people that they're imperfect, and you can accept that. So that's one division, but where's that in Loki? We're gonna have to see how it lands because at the end of the day, <laughs> I, 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 I want to see. We have one more episode left. We don't yes, know. We, do. we don't know what Sylvie is, and we're I, not. You don't. You don't think we're gonna get that answer? I, I don't think we're gonna get any answers, bro. <laughs> Part of me feels like it's it's gonna be a whole lot of nothingness, and it's just gonna mm. leave us like hungry, and it's gonna be like, what the fuck? Tom Hiddleston's gonna die, and one of these Loki variants are gonna take the place as Loki in the series now for like films. But I mean, if you look at it, classic Loki said Loki's still alive. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, technically. He's gonna- <laughs> but I do I do agree with Jake. Six episodes is way too short and to you have a lot of loose ends to tie up, a lot of information to drop. And you're not gonna do you're not gonna do that forty five minutes, which I'm assuming forty five to fifty minutes. We'll probably get a fifty minute episode. You're not gonna do that. You're just gonna give the big reveal. Aha, I'm gang, that's it. You know? Like so Yeah, it's it's gonna be balls to the wall fast in that last episode. And I kinda feel bad because there's some storytelling that deserves a moment just to reflect like and i feel like we got that you know with with owen wilson's character and and tom Hiddleston in the last episode they got their respect when the when he um got a chance to like say his goodbyes in a way and went back to um timekeepers but i feel like there's other characters in this in this universe that kind of deserve that like that final that final hurrah and not in like a two or three minute showcase or a 30 second showcase like some time mm-hmm. to like to like appreciate these characters unfortunately we could say it's probably covid we could say other things as well too but i feel like the one thing with these disney shows these disney plus shows that they've missed the mark on is letting things breathe a little bit so you can appreciate certain characters i could be wrong though no no that's true it's because it's like because you're finishing, you're finishing it off and jumping to the next series, and you know all the all the focus is going to shift from there. Um, and 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 then the other thing is, it's like, are are they really going to take everything that we've been shown so far and tie it all up? I mean, they've been doing it. <laughs> they've been doing it pretty well. Like even loose ends, they'll figure <clears throat> it out somehow. <laughs> No, I mean from every 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 Disney series that we've seen. I mean, for the most part, I mean they, you know, WandaVision, they have a couple of stuff about the blip that they talk about. They show exactly that part, which is my favorite episode where they mm-hmm. show the chaos of the blip and not just in a funny way like Spider-Man did, but in a way where it's actually horrifying. You're in a <laughs> hospital with, you know, family members that are dying or either getting cured and things are happening, either people are disappearing and then reappearing, you know, a couple of years later you know in a totally different time you know time zone in a totally different area um that's disturbing that's horrible that's one of my favorite episodes because you can see the distress on people's face of the unknown and how scary the unknown is um in terms of like the mystery evolved around everything I, i think um they did a great job on that right there but before we even deep dive into um any more loki lore um, Jay, was there any other shows that you wanted to dabble into? 
Oh, any other shows? Well, recently I just, you know, finished the Demon Slayer. Don't want to deep dive into that because we can go all night. Um, <laughs> Loki. And uh, just still haven't finished it, but um, I gave that record of Ragnarok. On oh, yes. To try that anime where you got the battles of the gods versus the mortals. Um, that That's pretty cool. So I actually got to finish that. But um, yeah, that's actually all I've really been watching. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, Jake. Did you want to dabble anything more on Loki? No, no, no. I think I think I think we're good because don't want to spoil it for anybody. So, Frank, tell us what uh, independent, you know, godlike series you're watching <laughs> no, now. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> right? I mean, oh. I mean, there's a couple of things I've been watching. <laughs> you, you know, you know what I'm waiting to hear. <laughs> well, there's actually two things that I, uh, you're gonna be surprised, Jay. Um, I sat down and I finished the whole series because our boy Jay, you know, a special friend, he went ahead and got your man the Blu-ray set for Cowboy Bebop. And, and I really gave it, you know, I got a couple of beers and I sat down and I watched all episodes and it's still today one of my favorite animes of all time, whether it's the music, whether it's the animation, whether it's the behind-the-scenes breakdown of each and every single episode, the character bios, um, the actor bios as well, too, and how the whole project came into fruition, um, how this was almost going to be a failed project, but because it had jazz and and, and space bounty hunters and no one knew what to deal with things, how it had, you know, trans characters and no one knew how to wrap their head around that in, in the uh, mid-1990s as well, too. Um, drug abuse, um, um, abuse when it comes to uh, coming back from war and that trauma as well, too best friends over one lover as well too so many different themes that are happening in the short episode list as well too cowboy bebop is still today one of my favorite and if not the best animes that i've ever seen in my entire life from the score to the animation it's top notch and it'll never be dethroned in my opinion but like that's just a short synopsis right there what i've been watching the other thing i was watching straight up I killed Godzilla Singular Point that was on Netflix. It's a new anime that came out that's been touted around for the past year. Um, the last animes that have came out for Godzilla have not been stellar. I think it's Godzilla Earth Planner or whatnot, Planet Earth. And whether it's a sh shell animation or the lack of dialogue or the dialogue that they do give you, it's pretty bad. Hmm. Um, I'll say that confidently as a Godzilla fan. That's a pretty bad anime. This right here... Um, <laughs> This is an interesting anime. I'll say it because the science goes over my head. And it's to the point where, like, you really need to be a, a chemistry major or <laughs> or a, uh, maybe um, a marine biologist to understand certain things in this in this show because it goes deep into scientific theories. And, well, uh, yeah, hell, it even goes into quantum theories as well, too. And, like, they're talking formulas and equations. And I'm like, I just want to see monster versus monster get to that right there but i do like the fact that they take a page out of shin godzilla which is like a monster that's evolving over time to become the ultimate godzilla and you get that in this series where you have different prehistoric animals you know a different look at rodan what looks like actual pterodactyl in this in this show um you get like a multiple rodans as, as a flock as a herd 
infiltrating, you know, Japan and just destroying things. Uh, Angus as like an actual Ankylosaurus, and of course the Godzilla monster itself. Godzilla itself comes as like a sea monster, almost like a Loch Ness monster to start off, and then evolves on land to continue its destruction as well too. There's a crazy convoluted plot as usual with Godzilla movies. Um, the characters are pretty fun. I like this because um, in most animes, and I'll say this, they really do objectify women to the 10th degree. Um, it does not matter what anime you watch. Most of the time, they're objectifying women. This right here, you have a female protagonist. She's a, a, a nerdy college girl that is just into her formulas, into trying to solve what the hell is going on in the atmosphere. And I like that she's not overly sexualized whatsoever. She's not predicaments where she's put as like a romance, uh, romantic um uh, romantic i guess uh arc whatnot she's not falling for anybody whatsoever she's not looking to the science into trying to save the world that's awesome right there because like you said jake so many times we see in movies or in tv shows or in films um the female or the male have to be loved for the plot to thicken for it to go forward not in this case whatsoever you have two different protagonists that go out there and they they use their wits they use science and they use everything around them to try to figure out what the fuck is happening it's a great series as far as the animation is concerned um the godzilla lore is concerned they match a couple of different theories as well too so if you're a fan of new godzilla like shin godzilla or old showa era 1960s godzilla you're gonna appreciate both of it nice yes <laughs> that's really right there i feel like i disappointed jay was there something that i, that, that I was supposed to like, pull right? out because i feel bad <laughs> I thought, I thought he was going to let people know he was watching Santos and Blue Demon movies Bro, all day. I was going to do that. Bro, all right. I'm going to talk about that right now. But I'm a little disappointed, too, because I thought Jake was actually going to talk about Resident Evil. Oh. Uh, or does that mean, like, a specific review? Mutual disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, I did go do it, uh, a rabbit hole. I don't know what it was. But I just sat down on a Monday morning and I was just like, you know what? I love me some Lucha. But you know what does sound really good right now? Some Lucha horror movies. Because I knew they came with them, came back um, <laughs> on, on Tubi and on YouTube as well, too. And I just couldn't help myself. And whether it was El Santos and Blue Demon taking on the Wolfman or the Cyclops or the Mummy or Santos versus the Dracula or Frankenstein, I was there literally for seven hours back to back. <laughs> with all these movies having the time of my i swear to god guys this was the most enjoyment and i have a lot of things to fill my cup in life okay podcasting <laughs> games godzilla my family i'm sorry guys that, that was the last right there <laughs> but this this for free <laughs> This, <laughs> as I told Jay on this podcast, I would have gladly paid for all of this if I could find it. But the fact that I saw this shit on YouTube and was just going five hours deep into this, still being productive at work, I was having the best time of my life. I swear to God, I was never happier. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. For anybody that loves like old. Oh, Mex Mexican or Lucha Libre espionage films. Go watch these <laughs> movies. You'll have the time of your life. Oh my god. Yeah. I just pictured some like 
like lethal weapon shit, but like lucha style. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's on the Instagram page. Go watch it. Like I put a clip up there of El Santo and Blue Demons as jewel chopping yes. people. I saw it. Literally the greatest thing imaginable. Oh. <laughs> the sound effects are just like Mr. T Rocky Three level, just like what? <laughs> um, all right, so let's wrap this up right here of what we're actually looking forward to watching or gaming or playing in the, in the near future. Um, I'm gonna leave the J right here. Is there anything that you're anticipating right now this week or going into next week that you're either interested in watching, playing? Um, get into reading. Mm, I don't know if it's next week, but I'm looking forward to the Marvel What If series because mm-hmm. that's just going to be phenomenal. I'm looking forward to that. Um, actually, looking forward to picking up Volume Two of The Promised Neverland, the manga. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you guys much know about that or the anime. You know, basically, just give a quick synopsis about it. I read Volume One, um, jumped into it blind. Um, I keep hearing about it. So I was like, let me jump into this. So basically, you know, it's like this orphanage home. And then you just find out like within three to four chapters that the orphans are just basically it's a farm because they're food for like the outside world, which are like demons and stuff like that. So they just eat their brains and shit. And, you know, so they're trying. (laughs) Yeah. So they try to escape and stuff like that. So I'm really trying to continue that, pick that up. I actually got another Square Enix manga, Raggedy Crimson. Look into that. Um, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool because it's kind of like, you know, fantasy, medieval lore, dragon slayer type stuff, dragon guard vibes. If you guys remember that for PS2 or 3, mm-hmm. was it? I don't remember. Yeah. PS3. Uh, yeah, PS3. Um, so, yeah, those are the things I'm looking forward to playing wise. Um, I ain't, ain't going to hold you guys. I'm, uh, but I'm still trying to find something to get into my groove. Like I said, the Conan's holding me over, but I still haven't found something that really and you know just grabs me up like that so i'm still searching for that game right now but what about you guys i'll take it from here nice. for this one um for me you know i've been deep diving into infinite frontier from dc it's a limited series it's on the second issue of right now um checkmate as well too which is dc's version of the illuminati or the hellfire club so that's pretty interesting and um spawn universe so just basically a, a, a book that has all the spawn characters all the different versions of spawns that are throughout time as well too that's been a pretty good series as well mm-hmm. um as far as watching I'm actually going to deep dive into Sweet Tooth this week. It's on Netflix. I haven't gotten around to watch it. I've been wanting to watch it. It looks great. Um, It's an awesome comic book series. If you guys have not uh, heard about it or picked it up or read it or even seen a preview, I I implore you guys to go out there and watch it. It is a dark series. It is a weird series. You're going to get Fall Out Boy vibes. I I swear to Hmm. you, if you haven't seen the, the trailer, you will. Um... But it's it's ridiculously dark and, and edgy and fun, um, and Fear Street. I, I think this is another oh, show yeah. that I've been purposely avoiding because I want all the episodes to come on Netflix already. It's only three of them, um, but I think I'm gonna deep dive with my daughter and because that's our bonding experience right there, watching horror movies, and we're just gonna deep dive and watch these. I think they're TV 14, so they're not that crazy, and they're based out of R.L. Stein as well too. So this is maybe a darker, edgier take on R.L. Stein. Um, um, books if you will um, or his mindset um, and then of course next week we do um, premiere American Horror Stories the anthology series um, where it has a whole bunch of different things that they're deep diving into gimp suits and all Jay gimp suits and all mm, yes. so, <laughs> so I'm super interested in that gaming wise um, that's hard man because 
Uh, I've been trying to challenge myself and get out of my comfort zone with gaming. You know, Jay knows this to the T. Uh, it's very hard for me to get into these like Demon Soul games of uh, just like parry, parry, you know, roll, roll, roll. But by God, I'm not chipping away in Bloodborne every day. I'm trying to at least do one or two, I don't know, save points so that way I can get somewhere. I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere in this game. I feel like as I go on, it's just even harder. And I'm like, where's the fun in this? But I'm trucking through it because I want to prove to myself that I, I could find something enjoyable. Maybe it's a challenge. And maybe that's what I'm enjoying right there. Um, I, I The lore is fun, but I feel like it's not enough for me to be like, I need to come back. At this point, I'm coming back because I'm proving myself that I could do it. Um, and um, Bioshock Infinite, I'm going back to play that. Mm, nice. That was nice. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised you're not really feeling the lore for Bloodborne with all the Lovecraft that mm -hmm. it has, you know? Like, <laughs> are you picking up, like, the little documents and are you, like, talking to the people in the windows and stuff yeah. like that? Because you got to do all that. Yeah, like... those fuckers. Uh, uh, <laughs> stranger. 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 <laughs> you're, you're out here on the hunt. <laughs> We're not going to let you in, stranger. Go fuck off. Go nick off. Thank you very much. Oh, All right, God. citizens. Um, no, I mean, the lore is fine. Like, I love Lovecraftian things. I just actually finished Lovecraft um, Country not too long ago as well, too. And um, that series is a great series, but I think I'm kind of... I, I think I fell off that bandwagon because of the fact that they were not going to do a season two, um, especially they did the same thing with Watchmen. So I was like, well, why should I even bother at one point but i finished it and i highly enjoyed it so you know me i love me some lovecraft but i feel like um if i want to play like a lovecraftian game that's going to give me that lore plus i don't know just like a a reason to keep on coming back uh, i believe it's called um the call of cthulhu or uh, something like cthulhu um it's like a detective style mm -hmm. game it's a very fun game i have it on game pass and i'm having a good time playing that game as well too <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a frank thing i love it <laughs> <laughs> what about you jake <laughs> i ain't doing shit uh, <laughs> so what i'm looking forward to watching um I, I actually like it's gonna take a lot out of me but i actually do want to go check out that anthony bourdain flick that, that that's supposed to be coming out or did come out um because mm. anthony bourdain was my shit and yeah. um you know to to kind of just see see that uh it's gonna be rough but i if, if it's one person you know that you could definitely learn anything from even you know post uh post life is is anthony bourdain so i'd love to go see that um <clears throat> as far as like series goes um Damn it! There was something I was gonna watch. Um, I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch like literally every Japanese thing on Netflix that there is, <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's 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 for shit. Not I, I've seen a lot of Japanese things that were not made on Netflix, and I can tell you like the production is so different. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm just really anxious to see you know all the different aspects of Japanese film and TV. You know, with drama, horror, action. Like I I, I want to see all of it. Can I ask this? Mm -hmm. Are you? I know you said you're deep diving into Netflix, you know, Japanese culture, movies, shows, and whatnot. Mm. Are you also going to deep dive into the anime adaptation, live action anime adaptations like Bleach, uh, the upcoming I've Cowboy Bebop? The Bleach one. Oh, I forgot about the Cowboy Bebop one. I'm going to check out that one for sure. I did see the Bleach one. It was fun. 
Um, and th- that's that's really all there was to that one. That that one was fun. Um, yeah, it w- it was fun to watch. <laughs> um, I believe there's a, a Roy and Kenshin uh, Kenshin one, right? There is. Yeah, I never really got into that anime. Um, I might watch it just to watch it, um, see if it like you know throws anything back at me and be like, oh yeah, I remember that. I believe we'll there's see. a Yu Yu, uh, was it Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah, Hakusho? yeah. That's supposed to either there's... be on or is it or is it coming? I think it's. It has to be coming. Um, I don't. I don't think yeah. it's on yet because okay. I believe me. I like search Japanese shit like every day, and I haven't seen it come up <laughs> <laughs> because it's gonna be I, on your I, gravestone. I, yeah. No. <laughs> 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 um, no, I've 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 watched some amazing shit. Um, I just I just love hearing you know I love hearing different stories and uh, that's that's what I get from it. Um, there was a series though that I was like really excited for and and damn it, Resident Evil. <sighs> we won't talk about Resident Evil because I already watched it and I, I got what I got from it. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's Resident it. Evil's already out. Yes. Oh, I didn't even know that. Wow. So wait, the the, the new animated one. series is out. The live action is still coming. Oh, and the live man. action is gonna be shit too. Like I, I, there's nothing about that live action series that that excites me. I think the plot is stupid. Um, I, it's it's just gonna be a waste. Like I don't care how visually good it's gonna be. It's gonna be shit. Um, I'm still waiting for the trailer for the new movie to come out. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 excited for a lot of things. So. Yeah, gaming, I'm just going to stick with Days Gone. You know, I'm a cheap. I'm cheap. I don't buy new games. I ain't going to go explore for new games. Uh, no. Mm, no. <laughs> a man of my own heart right oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that concludes this podcast right here. This roundtable discussion of all things geeky and nerdism. So, um, Jake, I know you don't like to give out a lot of credentials, but if people want to talk to you about Days Gone and maybe, you know, hey, this is a call of game you should try, or maybe some recommendations for Japanese movies, horror, comedy, you name it, they'll watch it. Where can people find you? <laughs> they can find me on YouTube comments, because I've been watching a lot of YouTube and I comment on a lot of shit. So if you're lucky enough to find somewhere I've commented, feel free to reply. <laughs> I'll be happy to oblige. <laughs> you know what's crazy and funny shit, because I had commented on a YouTube video like two days ago, and <laughs> my freaking phone stayed blowing up from replies, likes, replies, likes. I'm like, bro, they, they, YouTube is popping like this? I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm telling you, those, those yeah. Asmar videos, we gotta do them. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's the place to be. But no, seriously, um, you can find me around on the uh, yeah, pop culture finance pages, Instagram, Facebook. You know, while Frank's in jail, I'll be happy to respond to any requests. Three more hours! Three more hours! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know if you can beat that, Jay, but go for it. No, I, 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 I cannot <laughs> beat that. Find me on so, YouTube yeah. comments. That's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't beat that. So, yeah, if y'all want to talk to me, my Instagram is um, Hashira. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's Sunita UA. And you can also find Val and I doing our thing on My Combat Academia, where we merge both 
the Kamora Chronicles and the EWA podcast, wrestling and MMA all together. And we cover that over there on My Combat Academia. That's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. And that podcast is on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, everywhere you get your podcast. So, yeah, you know, that's where I'm at. I can't compete with Jake. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> that's the place to be. <laughs> that's the place to be. be. Shows yourself. <laughs> um, um, Lucha Faustus go on Instagram. Lucha Faustus go on Twitter. Um, you guys said a mouthful right there. So that was enough for me. I can't even compete for both of you guys right there um tune in next time maybe next week for our next episode we'll talk about all the things that we're either playing looking forward to watching maybe we have some new content to offer as well too but guys gentlemen gentlemen i thank you for Ooh. joining once again to make an excellent podcast mm. you guys are i bid you adieu, always but, brother uh... Uh, <laughs> in, in, indubitably. <laughs> oh, oh Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> Later, guys. Later, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>